0: The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.
1: Hey. hey, you should listen to Cold Read Radio because we read cold works. Well, we read well. We cold read works read by you. Reads.
0: Yes, we read cold reads by you, the uh, the writer. We want you to send in your work
1: and the listener.
0: Yeah, and the listener.
1: We can do anything: pilots, screenplays, poems, short stories, sketches
0: uh sexual erotic fan fiction.
1: All right, that's Matt's wish.
0: It's going to happen. Um,
1: but please submit them to submission at coldreadradio.com. That's submission, not plural, plural, at coldreadradio.com. The Novice and Frank present a comic book podcast. Hello. We are the Novice and Frank. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in and listening to us. Uh, I'm Amanda. I am the comic book novice for this podcast.
0: <laughs> I am Frank. I am the Frank for this podcast.
1: That's right. He's very frank, and he knows a lot of stuff, and we're learning, and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm a little thrown off. I'm gonna uh, we're we're recording in a different place, so I'm a little Ooh. I'm a little thrown, but we are not going to be stopped from seeing our improvised opening number.
0: No venue could prevent us from doing that.
1: That's right. You wish, yes, but it's not. So <laughs> let's do it.
0: I've been reborn.
1: I was a god.
0: I only have two years to live. So
1: let's make it count together.
0: I'm gonna be a rock star.
1: Or maybe a model.
0: Or maybe the new no Kanye. Let's
1: not wish that on anyone. <laughs> That's a Kanye burn from the, the novice, novice and Frank, Frank. yep that's well, right now Kanye's not gonna listen to this podcast Man. because he's burned All him right. so hard well,
0: that's it it's Scorcher
1: Scorcher he, yowza
0: you know he, he winced somewhere wherever he is right now just yeah. that, that mere utterance he
1: just what was that uh, <laughs> I was just passing a stone. That's <laughs> sounded like. You're just passing that's it. A stone. That's
0: it. Our just our little date was like a little kidney stone it's like passing a little, through. A
1: little bitty, little bitty one.
0: That's right. Yeah. Look mm-hmm. at this. Uh, we, look at we are uh, welcome to the novice and Frank. We're recording at a undisclosed location somewhere in the uh, valley,
1: in the heart of, of the San Fernando Valley. Look at that. Yeah. So we basically uh, we're doing a little experiment tonight. So thank you for bearing with us. We're kind of trying to see if we can do more of a mobile setup, and that way, if we get the opportunity to go to a convention or go in, uh, and interview somebody on location, then we are all prepared, and we're gonna do it—a nice, low-stakes time like now. Once we get that big interview with BKV, that's right. We are gonna have to be pros. We gotta have our game
0: faces on and ready to play.
1: That's right. So we, so we're Trevorless tonight, Trevor. We love you, but you're not here.
0: No, you are not. But you are not far from our thoughts.
1: You're not our thoughts and our hearts. That's right. So if you guys are listening to this and you're like, "This sounds like garbage," you can tell us. That's fine. Let us know. Um, this is totally fine. You can just tweet That's
0: right. at us just or email right us. Yep. Yeah,
1: and um, and we'll we'll be back in our regular booth soon. I'm sure. Um, we've got a we've got a visitor walking in. Great. Spoiler Hello. alert, guys. <laughs> the undisclosed location is my apartment, and I have a cat who does not understand what a microphone is, and she thinks that we're talking to her. So if you hear meowing, it's not Frank having a stroke. It's my stupid cat. He just came in. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> so great uh anyway so a couple of cool things um we thank you so much for if you're listening reviewing subscribing thank you for that um it makes a world of difference and honestly um especially the rating and reviewing makes a huge difference on itunes uh we now have listeners in uh uk ireland the u.s the netherlands and australia
0: look at us i believe which
1: is really exciting so if you guys are in those places thank you for listening
0: I, I I want somebody from uh, Luxembourg. That's what I that's want. That's your dream. That's my dream. If I okay. can get somebody from that, I feel like uh, I will quit the podcast the next day. That's, well, why? <laughs> why would you do that? I've, I've, that's it. I've, I've I've climbed my personal peak. Nobody that's wants
1: it. to hear just a novice talk.
0: No, nope, that's it. I'll, I will be my. I will just disappear.
1: Okay, if you guys can recommend us to people in Luxembourg, <laughs> but only if you really hate Frank and you want right. to, they, to get rid of him.
0: I will fade away.
1: Oh, so sad. So sad. But thank you guys for listening. It really, it means a lot. And we got a really great review. We'll talk about, or a really great um, recommendation. We'll talk about that near the end of the podcast. Um, So a couple things. We're going to be discussing Wicked and Divine.
0: Yes, a nice deep dive.
1: The Wicked and And is the Wicked and the Divine.
0: The Wicked and the Divine.
1: There it is. So we're going to talk about that, um, which is um, thrilling. And we don't have Trevor, so we can't do What's Trevor Reading? That's true. The so, hottest, the hottest segment. The hottest segment <laughs> in on the podcasting. In yep. Um, but I have a new segment, and Frank is surprised by it. Hopefully, because he doesn't. Oh, wait, know. I do not know. So I have a big bag here, and I don't know. I know there are comic books in this bag. I know that my fiance Mike brought them back from he these have been in storage up in his house so there's some fun things in here. I don't know what's in here. I told him not to tell me and I have not looked.
0: Uh, what's so, in the bag? What's in the
1: bag? So we <laughs> pull out a couple things from this bag and we Ooh. can discuss them. So I'm going to reach in and I'm going to pull out a thing.
0: Just and yeah, she's not looking in I'm the bag. Not looking this in the is bag. completely random. So this
1: is uh Secret Weapons coming this summer. No wait. Harbinger. Ooh. Valiant.
0: Number zero from Number 1992. Zero. Yes. Wow. This is the, the Valiant Publishing line that Jim Shooter was really responsible for okay. back in the day. Look at this. I assume that the zero issue, man, I wonder, this seems like a way have wow, this is a nice thin oh David Lapham I bet he did the art for that oh David Lapham wow that's really cool have you read this I have not read you know, i never read any of the original Harbinger stuff or the original Valiant line like when Jim Suter and Bob Layton okay. a lot of those people were overseeing it uh, but the reboot that they came out gosh has it been five years now maybe mm-hmm. with Exo Man of War and Harbinger for that uh, Quantum and Woody I have been reading all those and that's a really good line I should go back and read it would be interesting to go back and read these okay it, but it definitely like the coloring is what always strikes me about this because it is just it's a little un, a little different coloring than different you see in traditional color.
1: yeah it's a lot of kind of muted I don't want to call muted pastels but yeah it's there's not like very high contrast
0: no yeah interesting no alright look at that I Mike pull, uh, to, going for the Valiant
1: you want to pull, oh, pull a thing out of the bag what's
0: in the bag what's in the bag let's see I might get a to take a peek oh oh gee, here we go Great choice, the Savage Dragon. Okay, number one. He looks Eric like Larson. He
1: looks like the Hulk had a baby with a dinosaur.
0: This is—I uh... admit—I pretty much have almost every issue of the Savage Dragon, okay. and it is currently up around close to three hundred. Wow, okay, past that. Yes, yeah, so.
1: So this is first issue.
0: <clears throat> this is first issue, and so this is Eric Larson, one of the uh, the original seven founders of Image Comics. Okay, so he along with. Tom McFarlane, Jim Lee, Will's, Mark Silvestri, Wills Pristachio, uh Rob Liefeld. I think Eric
1: was one of the guys that did the signing for the Image 25th, where I met Brian K. Vaughn.
0: Oh, all right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. A yeah. bald guy? Uh-huh. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause I think. I think he was there. I think somebody, somebody mentioned, like Eric Larson is somebody, because I first saw him... I think uh, uh, issues of Doom Patrol that he did for DC. Mm -hmm. And then he came over for Marvel, and he did a few things, but he he took over for Todd McFarlane after uh, he finished Spider-Man. Okay. And so he was doing a bunch of Spider-Man issues, and that's really kind of where I locked in. I liked him on Doom Patrol, but I really kind of locked into him on Spider-Man. Okay. And then he, along with all those other artists, left and started Image Comics, and he hasn't... The only time he came back, he did some Aquaman issues for DC, but he never went back to Marvel at all. And so his character, though, and this is like a character that he's been like kind of drawing and doodling about since he was a kid, mm-hmm. uh, was a Savage Dragon. And so he's got like a lot of the characters that he introduced in this are just like characters that he kind of drew growing up. You
1: know, that's cool. I know that um, a lot of times that's how you get some of your most interesting and frankly like creative and they're well fleshed out characters. Like I know that, so the My Little Pony, you've got a little girl, does she love My Little Pony? She
0: she has not watched it yet. She's
1: not watched it yet. Okay, yeah. you're you're holding that back. You don't want her to get into it.
0: I don't know. I don't know if I want her to get into it. I, you know, I have to make because I hear great things about the show, mm-hmm. but I, and I have not watched it yet either. So I I, cause I assume like I'm thinking it more of like the throwback to the original 80s stuff. I'm right. thinking like, no, well, that's corny. So why do I want to watch that? Yeah. But realizing that it's probably treated more respectfully and more interestingly now.
1: Well, that show one of the reasons it's been I think so successful is that. The creator of the show uh, basically wrote the show that she invented as a kid. So when she was a child playing with her My Little Ponies, they lived in Equestria. And there were this, there was like this type of pony and this type of pony. So it's this whole story that when she was a kid, when she was playing, she made up. And now that she's an adult, she just wrote that. You know that's what I mean? cool and I think I feel like that's kind of maybe similar to this right it's signed too
0: look at this you got Eric Larson sign signed this is a nice issue mm. and it's not just the first issue it's the first brutal
1: first issue. brutal issue yes kind of a big deal and what year is that from origin does it say gosh
0: I'm gonna I wanna guess like 93 okay I wanna say maybe oh actually cause this was uh, dated 92 so oh, okay. pretty uh, close good guess yeah Look at that. Yeah. All right. All right. So. We'll
1: do like one last Oh, we're winning
0: one because it's, you know, the, the rule of threes.
1: It's the rule of threes. We got to do one right. more. Okay. Ooh, this is maybe a two for Two things stuck to it. Oh. Broke the rule of threes. This is. Oh, look. I recognize this. Oh,
0: X-Factor. This is
1: X-Factor, which we read. Is this the X-Factor? One of the X-Factors that we read? This is issue 75.
0: I don't think we read that issue.
1: The all new, all different, giant size issue of X-Factor, 75th.
0: Ooh. And
1: it's signed. Who signed
0: that? I'm uh oh, Larry Stroman Larry Stroman. the artist for this. Interesting. Look at that, man. All right, so Mike, i uh, very big into the autographs on the comics.
1: Yeah, that's a that. lot of these are autographed, which is why he brought them home.
0: Very so nice. So we're gonna
1: be getting a lot of them, but uh, he's kind of bringing them like bit by bit. And with that, our little bonus that came out with X Factor. Is something called Cyberforce. Oh, wow. Um, it's a little, and it's like a little blue book. I don't know. It's Sylvester. It's, uh,
0: and it looks like they're,
1: they're X Men. They would it call looks
0: like these, uh, they'd call these ash cans, which.
1: Ash cans? Uh,
0: which is basically like a, a small print kind of run, kind mm-hmm. of done more in like a. almost like what you'd get if you were going to be do- doing it yourself. Like a, if you're in college campuses or oh. you're like an independent artist you kind of do like a little ash can for this and so for a while this was kind of hot where very different uh, artists or series we kind of do ash cans for that where it's just uh, a black and white version of the of the story there
1: and they're just small they're small, small black and
0: white so it kind of it gives it that feel of like hey we just you know made a bunch of photocopies and bound them together and now we're selling them you know for like three dollars at a comic book shop
1: it looks like a blue book like when you used to take uh, tests in college. That's true. It looks like a blue book.
0: Good old Marks. Look at this. Oh man, Mike's got some uh, some cool t- little treats in here.
1: Yeah. So.
0: Oh, the uh, ash can.
1: If you guys want to see these, I'll take some photos and I'll put them on. Uh, I'll put them on the comic book novice Instagram.
0: We'd be posing with them.
1: Uh, maybe I'll get you posing with them and I'll put them on. No,
0: no, you should be posing with them. People <laughs> want to see you. They don't want to see uh, me. I
1: don't know. No, we're both pretty attractive. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, All right. Faces fine. for podcasting. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that is the first ever uh, edition of What's in the Bag, but not the last. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> we, <laughs> we're grabbing more stuff out of the bag. Uh,
0: this bag point. is packed. I will this, say that right now. This bag is
1: packed. We have like another year. Of, of of polls in there which segues nicely oh. guys today marks one year actually would have been yesterday yes where we recorded our very first podcast
0: look at us Isn't we are uh at least uh recording wise we are a year old
1: we are a year old yes and this well, and go. we're this this we're right now recording our 29th podcasts which you, is a lot in a year.
0: That's true. And you know what? It wouldn't be possible without these fine folks.
1: Yeah, thank you guys for listening so much. Please uh like I said before, if you like it, you know, um recommend it to a friend. If you hate it, recommend it to an enemy. That's right. Matter. We don't <laughs> know. All I get to see is that people are listening to it, which just delights me to no end. So thank you.
0: That's right. In fact, if you hate it, recommend it to two enemies.
1: Yeah, two enemies. That's really right. punish yeah. them. Yeah. Really pass it on. Spread the misery around. Yeah, do it. <coughs> so yeah, so that's our fun, uh, what's what's in the bag? And uh, now let's talk some Wicked Divine. Yes,
0: baby. The Here Wicked and the Divine. The I Wicked, feel, yeah, I the feel wicked like, and the Divine. Yeah. Uh, Image Comics, uh, speaking of those we're talking about, like Eric's, uh, Eric Larson and Mark Silvestri, mm-hmm. two Image founders. They've kind of gone on to diversify their lineup. Uh, there's a lot of different creators coming in to do their own creator-owned ideas, and one of them is uh, is Karen Gillian and uh, uh, Jamie McKelvey. Mm-hmm. They've worked together on. They did a series for Image before called Phonogram, uh, which was kind of. Uh, I never read it. I bought the issues. I haven't read them yet. But they're like a lot of like like uh, a loving ode to Britpop. Uh oh. So a lot of music influences in that original series. And then they also did some stuff for Marvel. They did Young Avengers together over there. Okay. And uh, Karen had done a couple of other different titles, too. In fact, for Secret Wars, gosh, it was that already just last year. He did probably my, favorite, my most favorite tie-in for that, which was uh, Siege.
1: What did you like about that?
0: Uh, it was just a nice take on the, it. It felt very, it was just a, nice, it was just a nicely told story. Okay. And he did some great work on uh, Journey into Mystery. In fact, he did a big run of taking Loki and really developing him mm-hmm. as uh, as a character, okay. which was cool. So, kind of getting him away from like the what we've known of like Loki in the comics for a long time, even before like Tom Hiddleston was playing him. But just more like the yeah, just the the, the god of mischief mm-hmm. uh, who was always against Thor. But then basically kind of reborn him as a, a, a younger child and kind of. It may, having him going to like a, a Ragnarok, being reborn as a child, and wanting to be different than he was before, kind of seeing okay. this as a new life, and All so right. trying to strike out and uh, having a better relationship with Thor, trying to be more on the up and up, and still getting into different you know misadventures, shenanigans, yeah. yeah. But really well done, some really great stuff in there. And uh, then he's pretty much, other than uh, doing one Star Wars series mm-hmm. for Marvel, he's kind of stepped aside from doing superhero stuff and he's come over to Image and him and Jamie McKelvey have started The Wicked and Divine
1: well I've I've been excited to read this for a long time and I feel like I've had it sitting on my iPad for a long time yeah so it was um, every time I would be in a store I'd pick it up and look at it because the covers are beautiful they're always sure. beautiful Um, and I think it's interesting that you said it's, it's Britpop right because it's yeah. it feels to me very inspired by music and, and it's Honestly, just like hip as shit, you know. There is like a I, great design sense. I, in some this. beautiful designs, and it says Hannah Donovan is the designer, and I don't know if that refers to characters or sets. I do you know what that? What I'm not exactly are? sure for that. She, um the so there are four names on the book, and it's Gillen, McKelvey, Wilson, and Cowles. So you have Karen Gillen, which is the writer, Jamie McKelvey, which is the artist. Matthew Wilson is the colorist, and Clayton Cowles is the letterer, and I feel like it's kind of uncommon to see the letterer's name on the cover.
0: True, but that is very I true. I
1: understand in this book why the letterer's name is on the cover. Don't you?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there there is a definitely everybody's getting a chance to kind of uh, input on uh-huh. the on the look and style of this.
1: Yeah, it's um. Also, there's somebody there's somebody credited as the flatter. Do you know what that means? The flatter? L-F L F Hmm. I can't spell. F-L-A-T-T-R. Do you know what that person does? I I do not know. The flatter. The flatter. So the flatter on this is D Cunif. Cunif? C-U-N-N-I-F-F-E. Um, if you anybody listening knows what the flatter is, uh I think it'd be rude to Google it during this podcast, um, but let us know because I have no idea what the flatter does and I'm interested. So please let us know. Um, I, did you enjoy this?
0: It was. All right. So there, I think there are at least, you know, sales issues and stuff like that. I basically bought up to issue 25. Okay. Uh, and read all of them. Oh. So, uh, how far did you make it in?
1: I did the first two volumes,
0: mm, so sh- okay.
1: <laughs> no, I just ran out of time. Uh-huh. Uh, mm. But I'm gonna keep reading it.
0: Sure, you are.
1: Should I keep reading it? Do you enjoy yeah, it? Yeah,
0: it's uh it's a, issue uh, issue. I bought it through issue twenty four. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> uh, so you what did you get through issue twelve?
1: I got through. Let me see. What does this collect? Um. Uh, uh, uh. doesn't what i hate it when it doesn't say that drives me a little crazy it's volume two on the digital edition of on comiXology but it 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 starts off
0: with issue six years i'm gonna guess i'm gonna guess six six seven eight nine ten eleven i'm gonna guess six through twelve that's what i'm gonna guess okay I feel um, like that's a good guess to make.
1: Pretty good, pretty good yeah. guesstimate. Yeah.
0: Uh, which, yeah, because I think that that segues into uh, after twelve, they did. Uh, there we go. Yeah, because I think then they went off and did a series. I wonder if maybe not. I wish you wonder what that. I should check on what that is because. Maybe it's six through 11 because starting with 12, Mm -hmm. they did a uh, series of runs where they kind of did one shots focusing on different characters and they had a different artist other than Jamie McKelvey doing it. Okay. So, which was kind of cool. Jamie McKelvey did like these, uh, like one page runners in the back, Mm -hmm. uh, just kind of filling in like different contexts and some of the different characters we've seen. And some of the stories we've kind of heard in the first 12-ish, 11 issues. Okay. But the main thrust was focusing on different characters, and it was a chance for him to work with some different artists. That's for cool. each of the main stories. So, yeah. Uh, so, it, even he said, like, in the letter pages, this is, like, a, a different... Uh, definitely, like, 6 through 17. Or, excuse me, uh, 12 through 17. It was a very different break and look from the rest of the series. And then Jamie McKelvey came back on with 18.
1: Yeah, this is... um Eleven, and then I have at the very the last the last part of the volume that I have is uh, Persephone. Ah, yes. So that would be twelve, and I love it because these have I love this versions because they have like all the variant covers in the back, and to be honest with you, so you read yours digitally also. Yes. I think this book lends itself really well to digital reading because it's so vibrant, very and true. there are explosions and there are all of these things that are like neon, like living in color. You know, um, and so that's one thing when I first started reading it, I was like, man, this one feels like a really great read. This is a good pick to read digitally. And I don't feel that way about everything. Yeah. But I think this was a good one. Look at, I mean, if you go to anything where there's explosions or any type of flame, I mean, you know, they're every time they snap, right? Snap an explosion. And it it just looks beautiful backlit um, in a digital medium, in my opinion.
0: Uh, and, of course, uh, since we're going to be talking about the series in depth, there will be spoilers. Yes. Because we're going to be able to talk about stuff. So just know, if you haven't read Wicked and Divine, we are just going to be doing spoiling a deep dive, spoiling it and everything. all over the place. So, yes. So, something to think about, if you don't want to be spoiled, to put this on pause... Then read and then come back. Yeah. But if you love to be, for me, spoilers, I'm always cool. With, so I don't mind being spoiled. So I always listen to a podcast that's spoiling stuff, and then I'm always happy to go and reread the series anyway. I,
1: I like to spoil myself with some chocolate and wine. Ah, hey. hey. there you go. I am so. a Kathy comic. <laughs> All
0: right. Arrgh.
1: Arrgh. Uh yeah. So yeah, let's uh, let's let's get in it.
0: So I mean, basically, it's you know, it's about these characters that they are. Gods that they live for two years, mm-hmm. and then they die, and they get reborn. Is I believe every ninety-one 90, years,
1: ninety years. Yes, and yeah. they come
0: back, and uh, but it's what I like is it's not always the same set of gods. There are some variations each time. Which is interesting,
1: back. and they're just like hoping they come back. They don't yeah. really know. They don't know at the time of their life and of their two-year lifespan, basically, if they're going to come back the next round.
0: And the one thing is, like, i never quite got sure of for this mm-hmm. is if they know that they are reborn every every ninety years, mm-hmm. but um, like they, I don't really see them like referencing a lot of their past lives.
1: Yeah, I don't either. I and I thought it was interesting. So when so Lucy, who is Lucifer, in a uh, female form, right? references when she's telling her story, she said, Well I was mad at my mom and I was smoking her cigarettes and then this person arrived in front of me and basically turned me into like gave imbibed me with Lucifer essentially, right? Yeah. But um they don't but she, she doesn't really talk so she Lucifer clearly remembers the life of the body that she's inhabiting. Yes. Right? Which is interesting. But yeah I don't really hear them reference, like, past lives.
0: No, it's like, true. Like, well,
1: 90 years ago when I was here before. I, I Yeah, I haven't heard that.
0: And the other thing, too, is that uh, there, of course, is uh, the person that's responsible for kind of shepherding them mm-hmm. through this transition. Basically transforms them and then kind of leads them. Yeah. And I'm interested, like, on this because it's, uh, I can't quite tell... You think the idea is that she's she is finding these people like, and they're like, she's uncovering who they are uh-huh. and revealing the uh, transforming them again, like mm-hmm. their, their their true identities have been kind of suppressed, mm-hmm. and then she brings that out. But I also feel like, especially as it gets in later, like with uh, Persephone, uh-huh. like that uh, it, it feels like she could also just choose anybody at random and make them a mm-hmm. god.
1: Yeah, I don't know how the selection process is you know like what it is that makes them choose like what like why she picks these people Yeah because at first I thought she and was Maybe at the beginning them. you know what I mean did you so after having read cuz you've read more than I have after reading through as many as you've read did the beginning make more sense to you
0: uh, Oh for what happens like from that like the prelude
1: Uh-huh
0: Yes uh and in fact the um well it's it's interesting because for this, because you find out that they only have two years to live. Mm-hmm. And of course it varies, depending because not everybody is awakened at the beginning of two years. So they're kind of staggered. So yeah. everybody else is kind of running at different they're times. Their own
1: timeline, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: but when it comes down to this, the, at the beginning of the first issue, we see four people basically, for lack of a better word, they're committing suicide. Yes. Uh, they're ending their, they know their, their cycles come to an end, and so mm-hmm. they're just kind of terminating themselves. Yes. One... It makes me wonder, is this true? Because do they only really live two years? Yes. Because all we have is basically, you know, we have, what's her name? The old lady. Basically, uh, Anath, I think, Agnathy? Got to look up her name again. But basically, she's like kind of overseeing this. And she does not die. She basically lives forever. She's kind of given up her chance to be reborn Mm -hmm. instead to be able to be there and kind of shepherd these people and kind of call them back. And kind of oversee them mm-hmm. throughout and life, and she's
1: probably like millennia old.
0: I think she's like ten thousand years think. old. She's got to be
1: super old because she looks old. Yeah, and all the other characters, of course, are youthful and beautiful.
0: So, like, but I, I wonder: are, is that two years for real, or is that her playing them? Because I, like, I wonder: like, what happens at the end of the two years? We they only have two years, but we, I don't know what happens to them because these people decide, at least in the first issue, they decide to They decide it's done, they're done. Yes.
1: Yeah, and then somebody else Lucifer gets killed by her. She has her life ended by this, the care, I I keep thinking of her as like a caretaker Mm -hmm. basically. She clearly cares about all of them, but she's got a very strict form of uh, a very strict policy on what's just and like what the rules are. And the basic rules of this world, as I have read it is that these gods are going to fight amongst themselves so they can damage each, damage each other. That's fine. She's cool with that. It's when people start getting hurt that she kind of intervenes and stops it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, imagine if you find out that basically different pantheons of gods existed. Yeah. Uh, that would, you'd have a lot of people that would celebrate that. A lot of people that fear it, mm-hmm. uh, with these people of enormous power and mm-hmm. Uh, and then especially with the the, the arbitrary thing it's usually tends to be young people with a two year time limit that maybe not completely matured yeah in terms of their outlook and sensibilities
1: yeah because do they have the wisdom do they get the wisdom from their past years uh,
0: I don't I don't know like if everything is yeah if they get all of that set in stone because yeah, I don't well, I don't know. I don't know if they get wisdom because we find out, uh, what's his name? Uh, Daft Punk, his name Yes.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. The robot looking guy? Yes.
0: Uh, when he's told that, he basically, a uh, wooden, uh wooden. Yeah, well. He, uh, he cannot be powerful himself. He cannot have abilities. But right. he can build stuff to give other people abilities. Yes. And, Which is kind of a bummer. Uh, but he <laughs> finds out in his like, he's told that he can't do that. And uh-huh. yet he challenges it and constructs a machine to give him that It goes horribly wrong and that's basically why he wears that helmet, because he's been scarred or disfigured in some way. Mm -hmm. But this has happened before and before in different lifetimes, and yet he still repeats it, so I don't know if he's got you think like after like one or two times. Yeah. Or eventually you would you would want to say, All right, I I have to just see this this one through. Yeah, yeah. I just have to accept this.
1: Um, what do you I, I don't I don't know even like uh how would you feel like if you cuz you know our the, the who I want to call the main character what is her name she's got the um like the dip-dyed hair oh yes um you know she uh desperately wants to be that, desperately wants to be this you know and she yearns for it and she yearns to be near them and she fan girls out so hard with them what do you and then there's skeptics, right? That don't believe that they're actually gods. Even though it seems like they've been pretty open about it. Yeah. You know? They're pretty open about it, but some people just don't believe they're gods. They believe it's like a mop mentality. Or people, you know, taking hallucinogens to be on board. Um, would you want this? If somebody was like, you could be a god for two years? You'd have like two years of absolute power?
0: You know, it feels like... I don't, I don't know. I don't think... I don't think it's worth it. No. Not for not for two years. Yeah. And the one thing is, I feel like this is, for many of them, it is not a choice.
1: Yeah, no, like not, at, yeah, not at all. She
0: shows up and she says, She's you like, are this you. person and mm-hmm. you transform them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a couple of people that kind of made the choice to do it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, uh, the other guy down on the sewer. Yes. Yes. He kind of. The guy made, with the abs. Yes. <laughs> kind of made the choice to kind of do this. But I, I feel like. And Especially in later issues, there's one cool issue where uh, it really changes format, which I really like. We'll talk about that later. But uh, the, you get the sense like this two-year thing really weighs on them heavily. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think anybody's that excited.
1: Well, enough that the, the – and again, at the first I had to go back and like relook at it because the first time I read it, I didn't understand what they were doing at the table. You yeah. know, and I was like, let me go back. After I finish the first issue, I'm like, I'm going to go back and reread that. And I was like, oh, right, I get it. You know, but I think that it's bad enough that you got them killing themselves. You know, like, it's, yeah. they're, they're like, well, I've had enough of this. Like, you know, it can't be that great if they've only got two years and they, do, and they decide to end it together.
0: There is one other issue. I don't know if you picked it up in your sales, but it's uh, The Wicked and Divine 1831. Okay. And basically kind of goes back. Too. like so. This first one, first issue is back in 1921, mm-hmm. and so this one jumps back a you know 90 years previous to the one right before that. Oh, and you get to see uh, how they kind of wrapped up their final days. Who was still left? That's cool. And you get to see there's definitely some gender flopping in okay. there. So some of the characters are female and male, depending on so very different from the characters that we recognize uh-huh. currently. So it's kind of cool seeing like them kind of different spins on that, but seeing how their final days wrap up, and that makes me think that some of the memories don't carry on because Mm -hmm. like there's one and who's to say uh, like some of the guys are killed off by our caretaker Mm -hmm. and you would think that that memory would carry over
1: right they'd have some kind of resentment
0: yes (laughs) they'd pop back up
1: again and be like really and they just like want to fight her but they don't yes
0: so I don't know like how much carries over from those previous lives Mm -hmm. other than just the general existence that yeah I'm a god I'll be back in two years yeah I get to your level way back in ninety.
1: Well, the designs, like the character designs, are so beautiful, and the way they're painted are just gorgeous. So I understand one hundred percent why these are fun cosplay choices. Mm. Like I see some of them at cons and stuff, and now I'm like, oh, that's who that was.
0: Would you want? Her, like, would you want? Her, did you see any that you'd read? That yeah, you
1: I felt like every time I turned a page, I was like, oh her, oh her instead. So I think that the. Like, the make on this, the, the character that she's so... The character that basically gives people orgasms when she sings. Oh, yes. That character, she's, like, the biggest pop star. Her, like, eye makeup is amazing and epic. It's just really dramatic and painterly, and I love it. Um, but I think that... Um, I think Lucy would be super cool, too. It's, like, very Bowie. Very true. You know? But, yeah, I feel like every time I turn a page... I mean, look at how cool her eye makeup is. Man.
0: Right?
1: I feel like every time I turn a page, there's like a different one of the other, I see one of the other gods and go, oh, that would be a super fun costume. Um, and just very, and doable, you know? Yeah, I think it's really
0: neat. Well, to jump to the, as we're talking about the first issue, basically like our point of entry character for this whole story is Laura. Mm-hmm. As as you mentioned, like somebody that uh, worships these gods and would love to like be around them or have something have have some kind of ability Mm -hmm. to be near them do you like laura
1: i i do like her i do like her i think though that it took me a little while because i think that she is so fangirlish she's so but i under but i relate to her like trying to hold it together i mean you you interview you, you like you've been around a bunch of celebrities and stuff that's, do you ever old hag. Oh my gosh But you know But like do thing. you do you ever Have you ever run into anybody That you had to interview Or like be super normal around That you were kind of Geeking out
0: about hard Amanda Barnes
1: What Who's yeah. that What a stupid name
0: No way No uh, way uh, Yeah I mean need you like Interview like uh, Like Hugh Jackman Or Did you get <laughs> to interview Hugh Jackman Watch your toesies I'm dropping names What That's right
1: When did you interview Hugh Jackman Five How come I've never seen it
0: Nobody's ever seen it. You can see Hugh Jackman's side. You can't see my side.
1: Ah, very. okay. Uh so it's for E?
0: It's for E. Okay. So like Hugh Jackman, Russell Crowe. Okay. Uh, a lot of people from LA Basically I interviewed the Lily cast.
1: That's exciting.
0: That was my last thing at Eves. Interview. I went on a e? bang.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Um, Hugh, was Hugh Jackman really nice? He was really nice. Yeah. Russell Crowe was very, very long-winded. Yeah? Yeah. Very long-winded. Yes. That's funny.
0: I asked one question and then he talked for five minutes. Twelve
1: years? Yep. Wow You're like all right, we get it I was like You're in an epic movie musical
0: Excellent Thank you And so I know I could ask no other questions Because he
1: Do you think that was part of his devious plan? Do you think maybe he goes into press junkets? Because if I were a celebrity And people were always asking me The same questions over and over again I might just
0: Do a big long monologue Completely
1: Yeah why not? What are they going to do? They can't complain about you being an asshole Because you've talked Yes (laughs) You know it
0: uh, that was a tough show to work on because it was just like I needed to get bites that I that would work for my show, but right. probably would not be bites that I would I would want to ask. Yes, because if I if I just had a nice fun conversation with them,
1: uh-huh.
0: it wouldn't really. It's it's better for like a two minute news piece as opposed yes. to a thirty minute show. Yeah, we're talking about the making of film. Uh-huh. It's tough to make those bites if they just have no context and they're just all goofy stuff that I have no footage to support.
1: Right. You just have a, a, a footage of you, like a soundbite of you. jumping going like, yeah, I love sandwiches. Yes. And they're just like, and you're like, yes, me too. <laughs> but you get back and they're like, Frank, we can't use this. And you're like, what? We went into all kinds of sandwiches. <laughs> they're like, he didn't talk about, he didn't talk about le Mis. And you're like, yeah, but now we all know he loves a meatball sub.
0: Exclusive.
1: Exclusive. <laughs> e with Frank Moran. Um, I wish,
0: I wish. Yeah, maybe but one day. Fingers crossed.
1: Fingers crossed. Okay, well, that's cool. But I guess I related to her in that way and that sometimes you, you, because of where we live, you wind up around people and it's like, you want to really be cool about it. Yeah. But there's like that little part of you that's like, you know, freaking out and you just can't, you sometimes can't stop it.
0: And when you get a nod from somebody that's in that world mm-hmm. to kind of like, you're kind of intriguing or interesting mm-hmm. or nice, we'll bring you in. So you get... That first introduction, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm getting drawn into like, yeah. This goes, kind why of, am I
1: here? What have I done? Yeah. Yeah. Hope I don't say anything stupid.
0: Uh, but I probably will. Yeah. Always obsessing about it too much. Always. <laughs> yeah. Every. Time. So so yeah, you're at Lucy, Sure, for Lucifer. Uh-huh. Uh Takes a fancy to Alora after she kind of passes out in ecstasy. Yes. Uh, during the concert. Yep. And uh, kind of gets drawn into backstage and get to meet and get to see her and see how this all works out. But we also see that uh, we get an interest to some more of the gods here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so we've got, uh, we've got uh, Sackomet, who's kind of basically like a Rihanna lookalike.
1: Yeah, and she thinks she's a cat. Yes. She acts like a cat. Um, I love, though, how it, they just look like people you'd see in Silver Lake.
0: Ha, that's true. You know
1: what I mean? Like, she's got like, one of the girls has like, a, has pink hair, but it's just like up in a messy bun. And she's wearing like a polo buttoned all the way to the top. And... Um, the Catwoman has like half of her head shaved, which is a thing that's like, it's dyed, so it looks really awesome. But do you remember like four years ago and all of these girls who were just like really traditional girls were shaving half their heads? Remember that? How weird it was? Yeah. It was like, what are you doing? And it's like, oh, that didn't last long. Cause guess what? That style does not grow out well.
0: Did you, uh, ever think about shaving your head?
1: I would shave my head, but only if it were my whole head. I would never shave like part of my head. I don't think no? I would no, I would shave my head though All I have the way? and I have pretty good hair to be honest with you, like it's one of the few things that I don't like freak out about myself. I'm like, well, you know, usually my hair's pretty good, but yeah, if it were for like a really great role or something, it's just hair it'll mm. you know it'll grow back
0: and she shave it for your wedding
1: yeah that's uh, that's the, don't don't tell Mike though I want to see his face. I want to see that first look photo when That's he right. sees me. I'm going to have to like glue the veil to my head or something. So it's going to stick.
0: It'd be great just to, uh, the night before. Uh-huh. Full uh, head of hair.
1: Yes, exactly. Of- uh, yeah, rehearsal dinner, normal hair. Yep. <laughs> Wedding, shave your head.
0: Oh. Yeah. Just to see you come out and see him admiring your dress and how beautiful you are. And then as his eyes travel It's like up, a slow
1: pan up. Yep. And he's like, and they're like can you think of any reason you two should not be wed and like 18 people raise their hands and they're like she's gone crazy
0: you know that getting up to the altar he would constantly be looking at your head trying to figure out what happened why did yeah, you yeah exactly
1: why didn't I tell him yes why didn't I like send him a text message <laughs> like by the way <laughs> just so you're not surprised I have no more hair
0: that's right uh the vows I feel like he wouldn't really be he'd be able to be behind on the vows yeah because he'd be like he'd
1: be like a little beat
0: yeah 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 oh, Sure. what well, you just said yep okay
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> why did he do it I, why did you do it yeah I I would shave my head if it were like for a role but honestly um Or if somebody, like, paid me a lot of money to do it, I would do it. Um, Because I really am just like, it's just hair. Like, it's just not... And I like my hair in general. I think I have okay hair. But I've donated it before, so I cut it. You know, I grow it out pretty long, as long as I can. And then I cut it and donate it to make wigs for kids with cancer and that kind of thing. It's great. It's a great thing. And my brother's done it, too. um, Which is is really nice. And so... um, I would do it, but for under very, like, uh, specific circumstances. And I, it, the hard thing is, I would do it if I were, like, real buff. If I were, like, super happy. If I were, like, really happy with my body and, like, a really athletic looking. Like, yeah, man. I'd shave my head and rock some big hoop earrings and I'd be, you know. <laughs> but I would probably shave my head and then find out I had a really weird shaped head or something.
0: I say you shave it for the wedding and, because then when you look back at those photos, <laughs> you'll always look better than that moment. Like, because I feel like the wedding shouldn't be, like, the peak of your awesomeness.
1: You don't think I could pull off a shaved head?
0: You could. You very well could. What if I look better? Then that's awesome. What if you find out? What if you find out that you have a really good shaved head? Would you keep it?
1: I mean, it gets really warm here. So, I don't know. I'd probably not. But I, if I had a shaved head, I'd rock different wigs every day.
0: Hmm, okay.
1: That's, I think, one of the upsides of having a shaved head. Have you ever had a shaved head? I have not. You've got decent hair, though.
0: (laughs) Head, you do you
1: have you're you have good hair i feel like you know like mike has good hair i feel like guys that are balding just embrace it like shave your head
0: well, yeah why try to, it don't hold on to it
1: yeah i've got a couple i mean i don't know i do say but like i have friends who are you know younger dudes and they think that they're getting by with and it's also it's your hair like do whatever you want to do with it i don't mean to be this person that's like you should just shave your head but Guys, just shave your head. Like, <laughs> if you're if you're losing your hair, I don't know why you'd want to deal with the hassle. You know. No, that's yeah. But you're a guy. I don't know. Maybe you have insight into that. but I, that no, I don't. I
0: mean, I mean, I guess. Well, no, because I, I often feel like if it starts to go, you may as well just go for it. Yeah. And Get ahead of the curve. Uh huh. Because nothing looks get weird ahead
1: of the curve. Yeah. A-yo. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh.
0: But nothing looks weird than a guy trying to fool everybody yeah. and not not being successful. Yeah. So you may as well just embrace it and just buzz it all off. Yeah. And then just kind of like, oh, yeah, this is my kind of feel like it's you're making an active choice. Like, yeah, I just wanted to do something different as opposed to telling people like, yeah, so this is my hair anyway. So I just buzz <laughs> my hair off. Not a big deal. Yeah, yeah I'm balding. No problem.
1: Now, you you aren't graying at all. No. Neither of I'm, us are graying. And I keep expecting it to happen. I've well, pulled out like one or two white hairs and I was like, well, this is it. You pull one. The other one's come to its funeral. And it hasn't really happened. That's that's the myth. So, but when you start graying, will you dye your hair, or you think you'll let it go?
0: uh you know, ooh, I feel like that's tough. Because you do want a like,
1: camera too, so I guess that's yeah, one thing to factor in. But
0: I feel like, man, like hair color can look so fake. Yeah. So that's that's a tough one to mm. do. Like, if there's a way to so still look just as natural that nobody would know, mm-hmm. but then that's like so much like up i upkeep. You got to be vigilant on that. Yeah, as because uh, I mean, imagine like especially if you start getting like gray the temples or something like that.
1: Well, I think that looks nice though. I think if you can find if you have a good hairdresser or whatever, if you do. Um, if you dye your hair but like kind of keep some of the gray in like at the temples I think that helps it look more
0: natural do uh because they just remain like touch of gray yeah where you can kind of but
1: I think that's why they do that right it's because I think you that... keep
0: some of the gray but you just dial it back mm-hmm. a little bit yeah uh I don't know man I, I'm hoping that I'm somebody that, that that will never go gray
1: okay great you're just gonna you're gonna be like one of these gods and you're just gonna <laughs> that's stay faithful right. there fully. you go years
0: that's right i fit and then let me just blow up let me blow up i'm close to it anyway i'm close to blowing up so uh yeah i don't know i don't know if i don't think i would die would you i think i I think it's easier for you to diet i think maybe it's easier easier for women to die
1: well i probably i probably would for a while i think that but i think that that's part of i'm not really an actor anymore but that's part of being an actor is i think if you're a good actor at least not not a talented actor but if you're good about you're smart about your business you know how old you look. Yeah. And you're pretty upfront and pretty realistic about it. My mother, um, who has started listening to our podcast by the way. Hi mom. Oh, hi. Listening? Um, so my mom always she's on this thing where she basically is like, I feel like I look like I'm trying to look too young when I'm wearing this mm. and so she she actually wanted to let her hair go grey, you know, a while back and her hairdresser was like, Absolutely not. Nah. We're going to keep coloring your hair. But I understand because my mom looks fantastic for, for any age, but she looks especially great for age and doesn't look her age. She looks younger. Yeah. So I understand why she wants to color. Well, I don't know that she wants to color her hair anymore, but her hairstylist was like, no, we're not letting, we're not letting your hair go gray because you look too young to have a head of gray hair.
0: You know when I turn into a silver fox?
1: Yeah, but I mean, I, but that's the thing is like, if I got enough grays and I felt like it was the age, like, all right, I'm looking old enough to have like quite a bit of gray hair, I would dye it white.
0: <laughs> like I would. Yeah. But I think that's a smart move. Like if like so I, would if I started do, going gray.
1: Like straight up like Meryl Streep and Devil Wears Prada, she yeah. looked awesome. That wig was fabulous.
0: You may as well, if you're going to dye your hair, go to an extreme because mm-hmm. then it feels like you're making a conscious choice that you're not trying to hide something, but you're like... I'm trying to just do something completely different than my hair. Mm-hmm. Like, if I were to dye my hair, like, like platinum blonde. Yeah. Because I was going gray. Yeah. At least it would be, like, all right, you're making some kind of weird just move. <laughs> You're
1: making an artistic decision. Don't yeah. Don't do, like, Guy Fury.
0: No, you don't want to So wearing my sunglasses in the no! back of my head. Actually, since I don't wear sunglasses, I'll just wear my, my glasses when I'm not using them. And then just
1: <laughs> bump into stuff the whole time. It's like, well, I don't know what this guy's going for.
0: But I feel like that's the way a guy can get around it. Without people, like, really thinking, like, what's he doing? I
1: mean... People kind of think, "What's he doing?" Though, just because of how he is.
0: True, but like if I if I came in with platinum blonde hair and I said, I just like, do want," that. That. Yeah. but you wouldn't think like, "Oh, he's doing that because he's graying." He's like, yeah. "I would
1: think you were having a midlife crisis,
0: which is great." Or I think that, but you, I'm not graying. You're not, <laughs> not thinking about graying. me graying. There you go.
1: I would. I think that. Um, I saw some. I think somebody posted a picture of their mom or grandma, and she was. It was awesome because she went and she had had like a super cute short pixie cut and she has really gray hair. Well, she had them color parts of it purple. So it looked awesome because she's like, yeah, I'm gray, but I'm awesome. So she had this really cool. It was obvious she'd never, I don't think she'd ever even dyed her hair before. And here she went in, you know, when she's in her 60s or 70s and had him put some cool like purple highlights in her hair and it looked really
0: baller. All right. Uh should I, are you saying I should go purple?
1: Yeah, maybe just think about it, you know, but not until you go gray. <laughs>
0: no nah, well why not why, why not do purple now and be ahead of the curve, and so if i I'll never know if I am going gray because I'm constantly doing my hair purple mm. or I change it to red or blue, just something not to bad back, back to my natural color, so so I'll never have to know if I ever turn gray. <laughs> I
1: don't know if this is gonna help your your hosting career,
0: no mm, uh-huh. that's true, Might you not. better
1: just do more podcasts like get more <laughs> podcasts on the books. <laughs> Oh my all right, gosh.
0: fine, fine.
1: Well, a good uh, discussion. Yeah, I nice to, was uh, curious to see what you thought about that.
0: A nice novice and Frank tangent there.
1: That's right. Uh, all about vanity.
0: Uh, so uh, we do find though that Laurie, uh, through the uh, through Lucy, who's mm-hmm. Lucifer. Yes. Uh, we get to meet some of the other ones. So we talk about we, uh Emma Uh who's basically you know the singer there that was singing there, mm-hmm. and then we find out that they're they're also being interviewed. We also have the uh, the other journalist. That is basically trying to find out what the deal is. Doesn't, and she's
1: trans. Yeah. Right? Journalist is trans. Uh,
0: and very incredibly skeptical about yes. this. Yes, yes. And wants to find out what's the real deal. I feel like you guys are just feeding me a line. Mm-hmm. What's this real deal? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, like And her character ends up becoming a much more prominent part of this whole thing. Yes. Uh, did you think that, that her character is going to be brought in the way that it was?
1: Um, I did. When she she kind of became the person that Lauren ran to, right? They sort of had this kind of like, well, now we're on the same team and we're looking for answers. So it happened pretty quickly. So I think that I was just like, all right, well, this person is, this person's part of it now, you know, she's in it. Um, Yeah.
0: Because I think it's, it's, I would imagine from the outside, if somebody were to tell you like, yeah, I'm a god and I have these abilities and I'll just be here for two years and then I'm gone. Like, a skeptical person, I think, would have a tough time. Like, all right, well, what do you mean? I'd be like,
1: are you a Scientologist? (laughs) Or what? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd be skeptical for sure. And she is skeptical, but it's clear that, like, so many people are buying into it, you know? Like, but I wonder, too, it's like, do people buy in? Like, if if you went to a concert and you had heard, like, okay, a god is performing this concert. And you went, and you were so moved and so that you like had an orgasm or passed out, would you afterwards be like somebody drugged me and or like pumped something into the air or were you like, holy shit, that must have been a god How do you th- how would you feel?
0: Man I I think I would probably be more likely to to believe an external source mm-hmm. that it's some kind of pheromone pumped in the air mm-hmm. or something rather than believing it was from this person. Mm -hmm. Unless I had a chance to be up close and personal and watch this person exhibit this behavior in front of me and see the reaction. But I felt like if I was just in a big concert venue or something like that and I had an orgasm, Mm it should be great, thanks. But (laughs) I would would think like, all right, I'm being kind of like coerced through some kind of external means, not like a a godlike ability to do this.
1: All right. Yeah, so I understand why the reporter's so skeptical you know
0: yeah and uh, we find out though of course that you know as you're talking about some god, people not being a big fans of these gods there's an assassination attempt placed on them while they're all doing this little meeting and uh bullets are fired a lot of the a uh, lot of a lot of the people some of the gods are shot but a lot of them are, like kind of hangers-on mm-hmm. uh killed mm-hmm. and then uh, Lucy's got to go over and, and kick some butt and uh, she does her double clicks with the, the head I mean they've got these cool, snaps or double snaps, which is uh, neat. Yeah, and it's uh, I was like, just yeah, it's it's really well done, just like the way that the, the hands kind of click and snap like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have the, their move when the gods do this; just people's heads burst. Yes,
1: it reminded me of um of uh, the Kingsman. Yes. Yeah,
0: and it's a really like a really vibrant head burst as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, really bright.
0: Uh, and so we see like the whole hook of this is that I basically Lucy's put on trial and then she threatens to do the same thing to the judge, kinda of taunting mm-hmm. her, like, you know, you don't believe I'm a god? Well ooh, I'll stand my ooh. fingers. And he's like,
1: Stop it, don't don't do it. You yeah. better I don't believe you, but stuff but don't do it. And then
0: her head blows up. His head his blows head up. His head blows
1: up. And of course she was essentially threatening I know there's like a beautiful eyeball um, <laughs> coming out of his head, a bright blue one. Um and yeah, so she was essentially taunting the judge and then his head blows up and then she's like what i did not do that and of yeah. course everybody's like of course you you did you you had your fingers up in the air and so the only person who really believes her is is lauren
0: yeah and it's interesting like cause i feel like there's world building like this there's a couple different ways you could do it you could have like your point of entry character like laura mm-hmm. who laura yeah. who enters into this world and then starts meeting more and more people and you're seeing you Basically, she's your introduction to everything. Mm-hmm. You're seeing it along with her the first time she's ever meeting these people and you see how it is. There's that way, or you basically, you're just kind of like, just a, a fly in the wall and you're just kind of witnessing all these people coming together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they chose to go with kind of like your, kind of your point of entry character. Mm-hmm. Do, do you like the approach on this, kind of following Laura as she's meeting these people for the first time?
1: I mean, I think so. I think that you're also, I think that the way in which it's done is pretty clear, considering there are actually a lot of characters in the story. And they're each interesting and you kind of want to know more about each one. Um, I think the way they do it, so, you know, when you have, for instance, when Laura visits um, uh, say, what's her name? Satan?
0: Oh, uh, Lucy.
1: Lucy. When she visits Lucy in jail um, and Lucy's talk, there's this cool series of panels where she's speaking to her and next to her, she's recounting like what the reactions of the other gods will be. And it's an interesting way of meeting yeah. them. Because you're basically meeting them through Laura, through Lucy. Yes. You know, it's kind of like a third-hand account of, of of these characters and, and them being introduced, which I think is effective. Did you think it worked?
0: No, I, th- I thought it worked. And given the way that this first issue set up, it definitely makes it feel like Lucy and Laura mm-hmm. are going to be our main characters for a long time. Mm-hmm. Laura's trying to uncover somebody that kind of basically... Framed Lucy for this So yeah. if you're like Alright these are Kind of our two Main characters And nobody else of,
1: Gives a shit Yeah yeah.
0: Uh, and it, and Lucy's arc Does not go the way I was expecting Did mm-hmm. it go you,
1: No I was not Yeah I'm not seeing it
0: uh, Yeah it's just So as we find her Kind of trying to Uncover this Eventually she gets Killed mm-hmm. Like in the fourth issue I believe she gets yeah. Taken out
1: By uh, by the one who's Like essentially by her The caretaker, caretaker. Yeah. yeah
0: Which surprised The heck out of me I was like When that happened I was like What? Whoa! that was not what I was expecting well for yeah they broke year. her
1: out of prison just to have her killed
0: yes you know uh and uh here we go uh, uh Anna K. there we go our yes. caretaker yes uh and then we also have Minerva who's like a young child as well too mm-hmm. so we got Minerva who's basically like I keep every time I see her I keep thinking of Kirsten Dunst from uh uh, interview with the vampire
1: oh funny
0: kind of somebody that's kind of like stagnated at that age yeah and then uh and then ball who's kind of like the Kanye West uh-huh. of so to speak yep uh, and then we also have the uh, w- the other character that we find out later that uh, Lucy has or Laura has an interaction with that basically is like Prince
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm sorry, I, I, I like his character
1: yes yeah he's super cool
0: uh yeah but it like Lucy uh, getting taken out I, totally changed where I thought this story was going to go because I felt like like, all right they're going to figure it out and then they find out who's responsible and then they're going to team up and then stop it and then all of a sudden she's killed and you're like
1: what whoa all right and it ends on a well at least the first volume ends on on a great note interesting note which is of course she snaps her fingers and her cigarettes lit which is a trick that Lucy had done always yes and she's basically just like oh shit like who am I you know am I one of them um, which is cool.
0: So. Yeah, it's just... Uh, and it's it's interesting the way to see how humans get when uh, a god kills them and their head blows up mm-hmm. as opposed to when a god gets killed mm-hmm. and their head blows up. A totally different kind of look for it. Much yes. more of like an energy field kind of being released. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that, I feel like that definitely changed stuff there. When... And you see, like, when, when Laura's fingers light up, when the cigarette lights up and she kind of clicks her fingers, like, she's chasing that mm-hmm. for the for the, the next story arc, thinking, like, wait a second, do I have some abilities here? Did Lucy pass anything exactly. on to me? Exactly,
1: yeah, like, what's what, where do I stand now? What's going on here? So, yeah, I mean, I think, I, I don't know, I would I would summarize this by just saying that it's it's very interesting. I have a lot of questions, but they're all good questions because it means that I'm engaged. You know, I yeah. want to know more about them. Um, I like the the kind of mythological or legend element to it. I think that's fun. Uh, And I think that it's a great comic book for diversity. You know, it's an um, LGBTQ-friendly book, which is cool, but it doesn't feel like it's making... It doesn't feel like they're going out of their way, you know what I mean? To to make a point, just is the characters are what they are, you know? And I love that. I think that's really great.
0: And uh, it's interesting, like, the relationship that Laura has with her parents. Like, her parents Mm -hmm. are, like, very... Like, cool with her yeah. doing all this stuff. Yeah. So it, uh, and yet it's interesting for even having, like, parents that seem to be, like, with it and cool and mm-hmm. get it, that she still has a problem really opening up to them about mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Uh, when she comes home and she has that scene where she wants to tell her mother everything she's thinking in her head. Mm-hmm. And then says, no, I, I got to, just gives her, Whatever. like, an uh-huh and yeah. just goes up to the room.
1: Yeah.
0: And I do, like, again, just, like, way Jamie McKelvey does stuff where lays out the Laura Wilson's room like age 17 and three quarters mm-hmm. with a little the number the corresponding letters like identifying things pieces in her room Yeah
1: it's just really um, really detailed and beautiful and I think the expression so much of this book is faces Yes facial expression and like the way they're standing and stuff too but like I said the design is gorgeous but there's so much expression in each face. You know, whether it's, like, a smirk. And and I think sometimes I noticed reading it through the first time um, expressions you don't often see in comic books. Mm -hmm. You know, like a little sneer or an eye roll. But not, it doesn't feel, like, overdone necessarily. You know, it just feels like um, these very nice, subtle changes of expression that just say a lot.
0: Yeah. Uh, Gosh, like, even when he's talking to this, like, non there's not a lever there mm-hmm. just the, the way that he arches his eyebrows at certain points has a kind of like snarl on mm-hmm. his face
1: it makes me feel like they were drawing and then turned to whoever was next to them and went wait say this and be like real mean about it <laughs> yeah you know what i mean and then like studied their face and and copied and like transcribed what they saw i don't know if that's but i i just seems sometimes you see that with um really great figure drawings, right? You're like, wow, it was clear that, you know, they used a live model for this to kind of get the movement. Yeah. But it's interesting seeing that much intricacy in a face. I like that.
0: And this, I mean, like, just so much like Prince right there. He
1: looks, yeah, he's beautiful. Uh,
0: really cool character. And he was one character, uh, I, in, I, I, I Inanna, Inanna, uh, which I liked him a lot, but I also liked the, uh the God of Partying. Yes. Like the human dance floor or whatever. Like, uh, we find out, like, Uh, Can't ever rest Yeah Like but Can't
1: stop won't stop
0: Yeah Uh, And does not enjoy the fact That he can't (laughs) That he's he's just Like to stop But he he knows that he can't Uh, That sounds
1: terrible That sounds like my nightmare Yeah That that If you were like Amanda you're gonna be The party god now I'd be like Okay I'm gonna drink the poison I'm done I'm done I live like Three nights as party god And I'd be like Nope I'm over it I can't do this anymore That's like my personal hell
0: (laughs) Uh and we get to see, like, bits and pieces kind of broadened up there of, uh, like, Wooden. Man, that guy's a creep. Mm-hmm. Like, when he goes, uh, there's the uh, the one Valkyrie costume that he makes uh, for somebody that wants to go start telling, like, basically, a tell-all about mm-hmm. him. And in court, manifests that in front of her, like, would you want to come back into this suit? And she fors- forsakes everything she said, like, nope, 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 yep, yep. you're right. Done. I'm with you. And then he just detonates that costume right in front of her. Yeah. That guy's a uh, crazy man. Yeah.
1: He's a loose loose uh I was gonna say loose pistol. That's not a thing. That's not a saying.
0: Loose <laughs> cannon? Loose cannon.
1: There it is. Yeah. Definitely. Uh yeah, do so did you did you enjoy this?
0: I enjoyed it. And one thing the other thing too I like is just I keep trying to get to an issue where it has it. But the transformation sequence. For everybody that's getting turned into a god.
1: Ah, yeah. Where
0: they're kind of falling through Mm -hmm. uh, and everyone is different. They change, they change, they change,
1: yeah, which is really cool.
0: I I really like how that's all done and every person has like different things that are in that tunnel that they're falling by and Mm -hmm. every, the way they're transforming into this different god is all different as well, too. Mm -hmm.
1: Different for each person, which is cool.
0: I I really like that. And the way that, uh, let's see, is it here? Because you only got it to issue 12 and it definitely takes some different changes in there.
1: I know I'm excited. I'm excited to like I it's it's cool. I'm I'm real excited to read more of this this weekend, you know?
0: Yeah. Do 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 do.
1: I love okay, what's the the name of the god who identifies under like two or three different names? It's like the and M- oh, yes. the and she's got like the black across her eyes.
0: Uh do do do, do. We've got uh, She lives in the underground? Yes Uh, I like her
1: I think she would be an awesome
0: We've got uh, Baphomet who's the man Yes And then we've got uh, It's like the He's cray Yeah that's Well Listening about their backstory Uh huh Is interesting Uh, What is this Minerva No no not Minerva's the kid and then we've got...
1: She's like the, 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 the something, m- the M-word. Yes, the,
0: the
1: m- oh. I don't remember what she's called.
0: I want to say Morgana, but that's not correct.
1: It's... You know what... We know... Yes. If anybody... Right now, if people are listening to this like screaming loudly yeah, like, at their radio. Like, <laughs> just know what you're saying. Um, But yeah, I think her design is just awesome. It's so cool.
0: Yeah, so okay. here uh, When we see Cassandra, when she mm-hmm. realizes that, all of a sudden, she's being transformed into... A god, And mm-hmm. then she turns into uh, Erder, uh, basically one of the Norns. Mm-hmm. They're the Norns of fate, but just like the way that they kind of fall mm-hmm. through.
1: And I love, we didn't get to touch on this much, but I think at the beginning I mentioned the letterer having, you know, kind of top billing in this book. And I get it because there are so many beautiful moments in this story where... It's like pretty standard panel, 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 panel. You know what I mean? Like six six mm-hmm. panels on a page or whatever. And then you get to these single page um, like vignettes where it's mostly black. And there's maybe one strip of, of picture across and it's muted. And then the lettering is spaced all beautifully, almost like a ladder yep. or a staircase. And it's so easy to read, but still really like romantic and, and different than I think a lot of other books that you see. So I get... I mean, I get why they, you know, would give, uh, why, why their, their name is listed on the cover, you know, which normally I feel like is reserved just for the writer and, uh, in and artists. For,
0: but yeah. It's
1: important. It plays such a, such a crucial role in this particular story. It just, the visuals of it are, are amazing.
0: Uh, yeah. And especially like the, cause it, pretty much, even though the visuals change for every person being transformed into one of the Pantheon, mm-hmm. uh, the words, at least for the first part, are always the same. It's like, you will be loved, you will be hated, you will be brilliant. Within two years, you'll be dead. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of breaks down into the specifics of which God that they are going to mm-hmm. be. But uh, so cool. And by the end of issue 11, which is you, what you read through, right? Mm-hmm. That, I just want to just double check. Because that, I don't want to speak without a Well, it's time. actually, I
1: got to the end of issue 12, because Persephone
0: was the first one that I read. So yeah, ah, yeah, okay, so there you go. So you get to see her kind of being brought into godhood. Mm-hmm. So this is where you end right here, where you see her, she gets brought in, mm-hmm. boom, and then, oh, Persephone, and things don't go well. Yeah. Pretty good old Persephone. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, I don't want to spoil anything. Mm-hmm. Not everything is, is what it appears to be.
1: All right. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, but I do like and I just want to jump ahead all the way to after this main story arc goes, and... I'd be curious to see once you read up past there, because I have some thoughts about where the story is. Like, should it have ended at 22? Okay. But it continues on past that. But what I like about 23 is a totally different change. Okay. Uh, what they do for this is it basically turns into, like, a, a whole magazine for the issue, and they interview various different members of the Pantheon.
1: Oh, interesting. And
0: it's, it's, basic, it's like reading a magazine for that issue. And I thought mm. that was such a really cool choice. So it's like you're reading... A bunch of Vanity Fair articles.
1: Yeah, I can people. I can see why so many people related to this. I think it's a great gateway book if you're maybe not super familiar with comic books and you want to read something that's like artistic and cool and hip. This would be like your gateway book. I think yeah. it's really really cool.
0: The, the, I, it's like the way they've been experimenting with the different ways you can tell the story mm-hmm. is really cool. Yeah. So yeah, uh, just like you get to see wooden and like if you ever want to see wooden in. His weird armor, and then a weird, you know.
1: He looks like he's wearing something that RuPaul would wear out of drag, <laughs> you know, like one of those fabulous suits that RuPaul wears. Uh, um, and if you don't know, you should be
0: watching the show because it's amazing. Yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race, so
1: good. I love it so
0: much. I've uh, never I have gotten into that show. Uh, people, so many people love it.
1: Well, you let After Buzz know. You better they work. Need a host. You better work. That's right. They
0: do. An, they do a show about it.
1: And if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you gonna love somebody else? Oh. Can I get an amen?
0: Oh, amen. There All it right. is. Look at you. So good. Uh, but yes, I would recommend this. Uh, I would too. It's very really cool. It's uh, basically without responding anything, but it, by the end of 22, it reaches an end of a story. Okay. And it makes you wonder like, hmm, Kieran Gillian, has built a lot, I built, he's built a lot of trust with me to kind of see where he's going to go. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you could end the story at 22 and walk away mm-hmm. and it would seem complete. Okay. But now they're telling what comes after and that could be equally as exciting and interesting.
1: Have you read after? I've read
0: no? uh, like 23 and 24, kind of start talking about what happens after the fact.
1: So it doesn't feel like it's jumped the shark to you?
0: Not yet, okay. but I also feel like it's just a few issues, so I don't know exactly where the direction they're going. Okay. But there's something about like, I'm thinking of like fables that mm-hmm. Bill Willingham did for yes. uh, Vertical Comics. Yes. And the whole thing was like who the adversary is, and then you find out it's, have you read it?
1: I have not read fables. Okay,
0: but you find out who the adversary is, and then it's a build up to like, we've got to defeat the adversary, I think they do that around 75, I think. Oh, so wow. when they, when they finally defeat him. And there are many people that feel like The Fables went on for, I think, 150 A long time. Issues I picked it up, that. but
1: I'm just like, holy crap. Like, the books are huge. Yeah. So
0: it ended up going to, like, about 150 issues. And okay. there are some people that feel like, you know, maybe you should have just ended with the defeat of the adversary. Hmm. But he kept on going past that. And yeah. some people love it the whole way through. And other people feel like it never was as good as that initial kind of thrust that yeah. you had right there where the pursuit and the learning who they had the adversary is how do you defeat the adversary then the final battle with the adversary
1: mm-hmm.
0: kind of made a nice solid Package, story yeah, yeah. and you could have just ended right there and had a fantastic story yeah so there's something to be said for like if you continue on past that you know what are your what are the chances are that it's going to maintain kind of that initial quality or at least interest in the, in the material that really captivated our audiences to begin with
1: yeah yeah
0: but fables is one of those that went for 150 issues, and in terms of like it was one of DC's most consistently best-selling books for mm-hmm. Vertigo. Mm-hmm. It pretty much like stayed month to month, pretty much just stayed at the same sales thing. So it, it, it really right. its audience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, sales-wise, fantastic. Yeah. Story-wise, some people kind of quibble. Yeah. So I don't know. Stuff to say because mm. I feel like. I it, sometimes it goes like everybody at least has one great novel in them mm-hmm. but not everybody has two three so yeah. often do you kind of keep pushing
1: yeah I don't, I don't know. know
0: but uh, I would uh, I'd highly recommend this I've enjoyed it and uh, I'm excited that this finally gave us a reason to go and do this to, to for because like, like, much like you piled up in my iPad right and now finally it was great to have a reason to read it all
1: yeah it's great I'm gonna I think I'm gonna keep reading it over the weekend just because mm. I enjoyed it I, I feel like much.
0: there's a lot of lip service. I'll, be, I'll believe it when I see
1: it. All right, you can ask me the next time. All right. and we'll see how far I've gotten. Okay. Okay.
0: Right, cool. I'm curious. Like, once you get to ender twenty two,
1: okay, then I
0: want to, I want to chat do with you want again. To chat? And see okay. and see what you think. We'll check in. We can just do a quick check in about you uh, in a future episode. Okay. All, quick All right. We'll do a little and divine.
1: check in. We'll oh, check in. Perfect. Right. So that that's wicked and divine. Um, we'll yes. recommend it. Uh, we got a uh, we got a tweet. From somebody who listens to the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, so Bernie Gonzalez at 12 a.m. mystery on Twitter actually Ooh. tweeted um, at us and said, great episode. He liked our uh, podcast with um, Chris Lord from Tim Talk. We had a great nice. time with Chris.
0: I enjoyed him immensely. Chris Lord, yes. fantastic guest and a handsome, handsome man. I don't feel like that can be stressed enough.
1: Yeah, very handsome. Very yes. handsome. Good job, Absolutely. Chris. Way to, way to keep it handsome. Yeah. Way to stay sexy. Um <laughs> So Bernie recommended, he says, my vote is Selena's big score up next. So he recommends Selena's big score. And you've read it.
0: I have read it. It'd be fun to go read back again. Okay. Again, Darwin Cook writing. uh, This is before, it came out after Ed Brubaker and Darwin Cook did their opening issues for the new Catwoman series. Okay. And then Darwin Cook ended up leaving kind of after... I want to say like eight issues or so, maybe okay. maybe less than that. But he moved on, and another artist kind of took over. Okay. But Brubaker stayed until like the mid 30s I think. Okay. Uh, but Darwin Cook then did a graphic novel that was kind of like the prequel to that. Okay. Kind of kind of bridging what happened between the the Catwoman series that existed, then took a break, and then the the, the Brubaker Cook series started. Okay. So it kind of bridged that gap. How she got from the end of one series to the beginning of the Baker Cooks.
1: So is Selena's Big Score that bridge? Yes. Okay, great. So how many issues is that?
0: It's just one big graphic novel.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So
0: it's just one done in one story. It's I think like ninety six pages. Okay. So it's, so it's hardy. It's, yeah, it's hardy. It's like one of those let's say it was came out as a uh, just a hardcover uh novel, mm-hmm. graphic novel.
1: Okay. Do you think you have time to read Selena's Big Score? Do we know the next time Oh, I know I have. You know time. you have time? You okay, have time. I'll find the time.
0: Do you have the time. I'll find the time. All right.
1: All right, so uh, thank you so much, Bernie, for the recommendation. We're going to be reading Selena's big score. Yes,
0: thanks to you. Look at that. Yeah,
1: thank you. So see, guys, we take your suggestions. Please, uh, if you want to tweet, you can do exactly like Bernie did. Um, you can tweet uh, me at ComicBookNovice on Twitter. Uh, same name on Instagram, at ComicBookNovice.com. Um, you can use the hashtag The Novice and Frank. We check that. Uh, if you want Frank specifically, where can they find you, Frank? Nobody would want that. No, come on now.
0: But... Yes, but we don't want you know. Just you know, we love the fact that any audience member would love to get us to read something that they're interested in, mm-hmm. uh, something a story that they love, or if you're a creator and you have a story, a title, or an issue of something you want us to just to read before it's even come out, and you want us to talk about it. Yeah. But basically, any we we want to service you folks. That's right. So if there's things that you're always curious about, like two people have thoughts about, mm-hmm. we want to read those stories. That's right. And Absolutely. You can reach me at uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. At happy go Jackie.
1: that's right at happy go Jackie. just
0: it's so similar to my name it's so. just
1: it's pretty much uh, hashtag FrankEatsFood.
0: that's right um, there you go
1: yes so yeah check us out uh, if you want to get a hold of both of us um, you can check out uh, the novice and frank at gmail.com that's another way of getting in touch with us check you it pretty out. much figure we are we're everywhere we're, we're everywhere so uh, thank you so much for listening
0: Thanks so much for having me here in your in your home away from home.
1: Yeah, thank you for yeah, thanks for being here. Sorry the cat disrupted us. Uh, we I had pizza it. though. We we're very excited to go eat some Ooh, pizza.
0: pizza. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh
1: so yeah, let us know what you guys think of the sound quality, if this is okay. If you have any tips, please let me know. I'm new to recording on location and I've been spoiled by Trevor and the beautiful Nerdist School Network podcast booth.
0: So That's true.
1: Check out the other Nerd School Network podcasts. Um, a lot of fun, nerdy, d- unique, beautiful things on there.
0: You've got Tim um, Talk.
1: you got Tim Talk, uh, which is a uh, Bruce Tim uh, podcast featuring a lot of the Bruce Tim Batman yes. stuff, which is great. Uh, uh, Trevor, our normal engineer's podcast is a podcast of two <coughs> worlds based on The Flash. And we're going to yes. be doing a crossover with all of those those two podcasts I just mentioned. We've got other non-superhero, non-comic book related podcasts also on the Nerd School Network. So check them out. With those two podcasts in particular, we're doing a crossover, um, several crossovers throughout the year. Uh, our next one is, I'm very excited about it, it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So we're going to yes. go see the movie, we're going to discuss it. Um, so that will be coming out here within the next few weeks. So
0: please it's Yeah, because it, uh, yeah, it uh, comes out May 5th mm-hmm. and we'll record May 7th. We'll yep, get all of this right together. on it. Look at that. And uh, into your hot little ears uh, shortly thereafter. That's
1: right. (laughs) Thank you so much. So we uh, will sing ourselves out.
0: Yes. Ooh. Uh. One, two, three, four.
1: One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four.
0: Boom. (laughs) Boom. Heads are blowing up.
1: And your people are exploding. (laughs)
0: Look out, there's a blue eye.
1: And your world just started imploding. You may be a god. Or just a mere mortal.
0: But doesn't matter. Your head blows up the same exact way.
1: (laughs) My fingers are getting tired. We're not meant to be gods. Frank and I are mortals. And what have we learned today?
0: Don't have anybody snap their fingers by your head.
1: It's dangerous. Thanks for listening today. We are the novice. And And Frank.
0: Frank. (laughs) that was
1: so long (laughs) and (laughs) snappy. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.